Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Expansion Pack podcast, where we download this week's gaming news and we bring it straight to you. This is episode 77 of our podcast, so thank you guys for joining us. I'm your host, Danzel, a.k.a. Black Ice, joined by my co-host each and every week. Starting off to my right-hand side here. Right-hand side here. It's uh, Mr. Gootmaster Flex. What's going on, bro? Very new. We uh, stay gooping. Stay gooping, as always. <laughs> and uh, for if you guys are watching... Down below, got my man May 25th, Mr. 525 himself. How you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, tired as usual, but here to talk about these damn games, bro. Here to talk about these damn games. Damn game, let's do it. Kind of a, a little bit of a follow-up to uh, the last episode about, you know, what the hell we're going to be playing this fall in uh, 2022. <laughs> um, so, you know, we got, we got some good news around God of War, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. We also got some... Potentially good news about E3. I'm still a little skeptical, but, you know, we'll get into it. But first off, Chris, I'm going to have you uh, hit us off with the icebreaker here. All right, y'all. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ding. A little baby icebreak right there. Um, this week's question is very simple for y'all. Um, what's a game-breaking feature? Or something that occurred in a video game where you were like, uh, this kind of ruins it. For me, it's a little... It, this ain't it. Uh, very simple. <clears throat> I'll start and give you guys my answer. And it's probably a hot take. Um, don't kill me. Please don't kill me out there. Don't kill me. Uh, Alright, so... A long time ago, I tried to play Uncharted. Right? <laughs> I know it's a great game. I know it's a great game. I have to go back and play the sequels because I never got a chance to. But the first Uncharted, I liked but then hated at the same time, right? So I liked the story. I liked the, the way how the narrative was flowing in the game. What I didn't like was how they handled like enemy concentration and shit like that. It was just like, not concentration, but like, well, yeah, concentration. How much they like let you fight at the same time. It got really repetitive to me, maybe about halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. And then I would be in certain levels and thinking, all right, there's no way they're going to throw me 30 more dudes to try to kill before I get to this next spot. Nope, they throw you 30 more guys that they want you to kill with the bad shooting mechanics. And I'm sitting here like, bro, I am not having fun. <laughs> I am yeah. not having fun at all. <clears throat> Um. So yeah, I never went back. I never officially finished the game, and then they, I just never got a chance to go touch the other ones. And I heard the other ones are much better because obviously they're sequels. But yeah, that that ruined it for me, man. Like they, that game for me was almost like um. Ah, uh, what's the name of that? You remember that game, True Crimes? Mm-hmm. Way back, it was like the whole Grand Theft Auto light thing or whatever. That's another one, man. Where it was like it was decent in some aspects. But this enemy volume that y'all throw at folks just to, like, stretch the game out is, that ain't it, Chief. Like, give us some mechanics. Give me some breakups in the fight. Don't just give me, hey, you have to get to this level. Get all the way over there. But we're going to give you 300 uh, people that you got to kill on the way. And you're going to only have this much ammo. And your guys only be able to, like, move kind of linear. Yeah. 
Mantling's going to be hard as hell. Like, you're not going to get any of that, buddy. You're going to get through this with your bare hands. It's, it's funny you mentioned the, the enemies thing because that was always a problem for me with Uncharted was the, the shooting mechanic. Like, more specifically that the, the reticle was always way off from where Nathan Drake was, like, shooting. So, like, you know, obviously it's, it's over the shoulder, but, like, I just felt like they, did, they never got the over-the-shoulder view right in the first couple games. And so it would always look like you're about to shoot, like, over here, but really you're shooting, like, right in front of you. I That shit always bothered me. But, <clears throat> I mean, the high point of that game was always, um, like, the set pieces, right? Like, the moments where there's, like, a wave of water, fl- like, flooding over to Nathan Drake and you have to, you know, the Indiana Jones moments where you're like trying to run yeah. to get to safety. That was always the, you know, the, the high point of the game. And then, you know, the traversal was always great too, but shooting mechanics were always trash and the enemies. Yeah. That could have used some Just work. way too many, man. Just way too many for no reasons. Like dog, they're not going to stop. <laughs> it's like horde, like, you know, just waves. of Yeah. Like it's just too many just for some small parts of the game. Like, dude, you don't got to do that. Yeah. You got to do that. That's and somehow you had like a, a ridiculous amount of ammo to kill all these people. It's like, yeah, nah, bro. I don't know. I, I, it killed it for me, bro. Killed it for me. Good. I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, Manny, what about you, man? What you got? One like game breaking feature. It's not to a specific game because I'm sure there's multiple games with this feature where it's kind of like they force you to play these repetitive side missions to go continue with the main story, per se. So, like, for example, you know, I, I just started replaying uh, Mafia 3, but, like, I remember a long time ago the reason why I stopped playing it was because uh, what ended up happening was you're trying to, you know, take take over the whole city to get back at the Mafia boss that, you know, betrayed you in the beginning. So, in order to do so, you got to do, like, these ridiculous, like, time-consuming side missions to take over certain points. And, like, let me tell you, like, after taking over two parts of the city, it got so repetitive and tight consuming to the point where I just like put down the game and I was like, nope, I'm done. I can't. I'm losing my mind over here. Yeah. So like those just ridiculous side missions where it's like so linear and like time consuming that like you just need to get rid of because like if it just to like continue with the main story itself is like it makes the game feel like a chore instead of an actual game. And, that's what like kind of turns me off of playing games that has like that kind of repetitive future. Yeah, for sure. It's um, yeah. I mean, you, that's basically what my answer was gonna be, but <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep the same answer. I just have a different um, game to reference, and what came to mind was the original Assassin's Creed games. They used uh, to have the most repetitive ass like, they weren't side missions, but they were kind of like setup missions to your assassination. <laughs> Like you had to, um, you had to go down in the street and like follow somebody for fucking forever, or like pickpocket them, or I don't know, just just like a bunch of. Well, it's not a bunch of stuff, but there were like three specific <laughs> mechanics that they had. It was like I think follow, pickpocket, and I forget the the last one, but you had yeah. to do it damn near every time before you got a kill, and it was just really boring. And they did that for the first game, and they kept some of that for the second and third game. But they like added enough that I guess it, it started to diversify itself. Now it's obviously like a completely different experience when you play Assassin's Creed. Like it's damn near indistinguishable from the original games since it's such so such more of an RPG. But those early games where like the repetitive mechanics of like 
setting set up missions and like I have to follow this guy. Even Grand Theft Auto, you know, um, the the old ones used to do it. Like, oh, you have to tail this guy in a car. It's like I don't want to fucking do that again. I've done that a bajillion times. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if you want to give me one mission with that, fine. But like, find a way to diversify some of these missions so I'm not doing the same shit over and over again in the main story. If you want to give me some repetitive shit in side missions, like, oh, you have to tail this guy and that's a way to to, to earn some cash. So you can go do this next thing. Whatever, that's fine. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily have as big of a problem with it in side missions, but when I'm doing repetitive shit in the main missions, we we got to talk. Like, uh, that mm-hmm. shit can't keep happening. I agree, and, definitely. Yeah, and that, that shit's killed a lot of games for me. I mean, it, it still happens to this day, but yeah, you, you have to find some way to, to turn it on its head. Like, oh, okay, if I'm going to... If I'm going to have a, a chase sequence or something like that, you have to find some crazy shit that happens in between the chase sequence that, that completely changes the landscape of what I'm doing. Like, just find different ways for me to get through, you know, get from point A to point B. D- don't do the same shit 40 times. Like, nah, not here for that. Yeah. Y'all remember when uh, Anthem ain't have no waypoints? Was it Anthem or was it a... Uh... It might have been... Um... Yeah, what's the name of the Square Enix game that just came out? The one that uh, you hated, Outriders. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, it's one of them two games that didn't does have. It no have does it have waypoints like, now? I don't even remember. I, I don't know. I haven't played in a minute. I haven't played in a minute. But like, I, I was so baffled by that because I'm like, dude, this this damn near will put me off immediately. Why is this not in your game? It's in every video game. How did this get past your team? And they was like, nope, ship it, Bruh. <laughs> Yeah, It'd be like that though. Dumb. Also, games that don't have fucking fast travel. What are you doing? Another one. That's uh, another one. What is that? Horrible. You're making me walk from this side of the map all the way over to this side of the map just for your quest to be like, all right, now go from here and go talk to this person back on the other side of the map. Bree, best stop playing with me. I turn <laughs> this game off real quick. Stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop, man. Yeah, that that shit is horrible. Um, like if, if I've been somewhere before, let me like go, like, especially in like big, big ass open worlds. Like, let me go fast shop back, man. Don't, yeah. don't make me, and then don't, don't make it like cost money or something. That's also a thing I don't like. Yeah. Fallout 76. We're looking yeah, at you. Looking, oh, looking right at facts. you. Don't do You're that like, shit. Oh, in order to oh, fast travel, you spend $10,000. That's like four dollars. Four is a horizon, right? There. You know how hard it is to get coins in Fallout 76 and then they yeah. charge you every fast travel. Unless it's a main town. I will say, though, Manny, Fallout, I'm not as bothered. Or, sorry, not Fallout. Forza, I'm not as bothered by. Because they give you money for everything. (laughs) Like, every five, they just throw money at you 24-7. So, like, I don't feel like it hurts as much. It it basically, it might as well be free because it doesn't cost as much. And I can recoup that money pretty quickly. But, yeah, some of these other games, like, specifically, again, looking right at you, Fallout 76. um, You give me a rare currency. And then charge me to fast travel from point A to point B when there's no like it I mean, it's so dangerous to get from one point of the map to the other two. I guess maybe that's part of it, but I don't know. It's it's tough to get from like one end of the map to the other. So you're gonna charge me this like absorbing amount to, to fast travel over? Fuck that. I hate that shit. Not fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you got dead you damn near gotta walk through a nuclear storm half the time. Cause there's a legit nuclear storm that happens in the mm-hmm. game. It's like you want me to walk through this. Come on, man. <laughs> that's what that's what it's all about, apparently. But, oh, yeah. but Chris, thank you for that that icebreaker. I know we'd be we'd be scraping the the barrel for that. Um, guys, if you're listening though, you're watching, 
Please Make sure to hit us up with uh yeah, hit us up with some ideas on the Twitter, on the uh Instagram feeds. Like let us know, you know, uh like if you have a good icebreaker that you want to hear us talk about. Cause uh we we drying up, you know, seventy seven episodes. We gotta we gotta find new shit to talk about, new questions to, <laughs> yeah. to pop into. Oh, yeah. So oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But as far as gaming news though, we definitely got a couple of things to talk about. So as we as we discussed before, um we got God of War release date, and we also got some information about E3. So we're going to start with God of War here. Um, you know, last week we were talking about we thought it was going to come out this year, but we since we hadn't heard any news, we assumed it might get pushed back. Well, Sony either heard us or heard all the cries <laughs> of, uh, you know, asking for some news for God of War, and we finally got a release date. So God of War Ragnarok is officially coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 November 9th. Which might also explain why everything is coming out in October. Like maybe people knew, yeah. maybe people knew, but mm-hmm. that's that's really all we got, right? We didn't get, you know, we didn't get much in, as far as gameplay. We got like a really dope looking CG trailer with, um, you know, with Kratos <laughs> and his son, and it kind of set set a tone, I guess. Like I, I like what I saw from the trailer. Um, you know, his son has grown up a little bit. He's not as afraid. Um, you know, he he was holding his own in battle. They were actually fucking shit up in that trailer. I was pretty excited to see that. Mm. I liked uh, I liked his little um, his shield, like how it, it retracts and all that shit. I'm like, y'all, yeah, mm, cannot wait. <laughs> Very excited for this game. Uh, but Manny, I know you are the most excited for this game, so I'm gonna let you talk a little bit. I mean, it's about damn time. That's all I got to say. And I'm sad because, like, you know, we've heard like rumors about there's supposed to be a state of play. For God of War specifically, like last month or the end of it, but I mean, oh, I'll take what I can get. A CGI trailer is you know to get me going, but like, I mean, I'm just excited to see what kind of bosses we're fighting. I mean, you know, you see that big ass wolf in the end of the trailer, as well as like you know, we've seen like a little glimpse of like the collector's edition with uh, you know. Thor's hammer, and I'm just like, oh, I just can't wait to see how like epic this boss battle is gonna be because that's what God of War is like known for. So yeah, this this trailer definitely uh, got me going. I would say I wish we got a little more than the 30 second CGI trailer, but I guess uh, beggars can't be choosers. That's true. This is true. They're probably um, they're probably like rushing to try to make sure they get that deadline. So I personally would rather them not take any time away from. You know the development to show us any more gameplay. Personally, I was kind of thinking about this a little bit too. I don't think I want to see any gameplay at this point. Like I, I feel like I kind of know at this point what I'm going to get out of God of War Ragnarok. Like I'm not expecting it to completely change the landscape of gaming again. You know, like I think they did they did that job the first time around, and you're just going to continue the story. I I can't see what kind of new mechanics they can introduce, but I I do think they can make a, a prettier looking game with a bigger scope. Um. And I want to be surprised, so I'm, I'm okay with, you know, CG trailers up until the point of launch, and then I'm just, they already got me, they already got me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the game for sure. I think most people are already gonna play the game because it was a game of the year, you know, from like damn near every outlet that <laughs> had played the game. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited with what I've seen, and I don't necessarily want to see more until the game comes out. Like I want it, I want to play it now. <laughs> but Chris, what do you I think? Agree. Um, I'm I'm glad that we got a hard date. Um, because I really, really thought this was gonna get pushed back. Um, 
yeah, this this is a big dub for Sony, I would say, for end of the year type of shit. And to me, it puts it squarely against uh, Hellblade. As long as Hellblade comes out, that's kind of like what I'm looking at this this fall is uh, God of War versus Hellblade. I want to see which one uh, takes Hellblade's the not coming out, though. We're not, we're not getting Hellblade. So? I mean, we didn't see it at the showcase, so we're not getting it this fall. But they didn't say we weren't getting it. I mean, all right, so, so here's the thing, right? say it. <laughs> if, if I'm Microsoft and I have this this uh, this showcase and I'm like, Stop yo, we're going we're gonna to show Stop you the things negative. that come out in the next 12 months, why the hell would you Stop not show negative, off bro. Hellblade? Hey, we ain't getting Hellblade, bro. Like, as far as, the, as, far as Microsoft exclusives, we're not getting any for the rest of the year. Like, come on, bro. We're not going to get any big Microsoft game in the fall. It's not happening. Also, I wouldn't even want those two to go up against each other. Like, no. I just want it to be a thing because I've been saying it this whole time. I think Hellblade's about to take that step into big boy game territory. So I would have been here for that. Um, Damn. But all right, aside from that. I think it's still pretty cool that we're finally going to get this game. Um, it sucks, man. I really got to play the first one still, man. That's how long it's been since i like been able to sit down and play on a PS5. Um, really, really still want to play that first one. But I'm glad that they're still building on the mechanics from the first game with the, the sun and they're uh, improving upon them. What I'm actually curious to see is if the sun shows glimpses of surpassing Kratos in this next one. You know, because that's part of the point, right? You think eventually Kratos would fade off and they probably make the son the main character in the game, right? That, that's where I'm thinking it's going? Where am I, am I tripping? I feel like this is supposed to be a trilogy. So I think maybe we'll start to see shades of it in this game and then, like, it'll actually pop off in the next game. Maybe, yeah. it'll, actually, maybe we'll get to a point. Go ahead. They said this is going to be the last game in the North mythology. In Norse mythology, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's the last game like because they could pivot to um had it, like working more with greek right or something else yeah they already did greek and they could do something else i'm just saying like this is like since this is ragnarok this is like downfall like this is where it ends for like that mythology hmm. i still feel like this isn't going to be the end of their story like i i don't know i, I would be shocked <laughs> i'd be I'm shocked sure there's gonna be more war. right but yeah, I, there, I feel there will like be more well i feel more specifically like this this portion of God of War, it feels like it was set up to be a trilogy. But I could be wrong, and maybe maybe they go through a whole new revamp after this. But I always envisioned this to be a trilogy where Kratos' son, you know, gets to like what twenty or whatever, and now we're, we're actually playing as him and not playing as Kratos. Like Kratos maybe dies, or so, you know, something along those lines. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like they're setting it up to like kind of like Logan, right? Movie Logan. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I envision yeah, the third exactly movie like to that. be, or th- the third game to be exactly the way Logan was. Like, like Kratos is literally on his his final stand. Like the last thing he's ever gonna do, he's getting his son just ready. Visceral, just yeah, just, and just, just completely. Heads off. Yeah, I mean, and then Kratos is already like a just an absolute animal. But like you know, the, with the intensity that we felt in Logan the movie, like that's how I envision the next game. But maybe maybe this is it. Maybe this is the game where he's just way more intense and this I, I don't know but that's that's always what i thought the moment i heard ragnarok was getting released yeah, we'll i like that comparison that that's actually a very 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 good comparison that logan shit yeah 
Yeah, that's what I would want to. Absolutely, just like that. Yeah, give him give him a nice fucking send off. Just because that shit almost had me when they when they got my boy Logan. Man, I said he did all this in this movie, y'all. He he chopped off at least ninety heads, at least <laughs> just to. Uh. I I just uh, wonder how they're gonna bro. do it because like you know if this is you know the downfall of Asgard and you know Kratos is out there to just cause mayhem and kill everybody. Like, it's gonna you know, have to be via like a new villain that's super strong and that they let be super strong for like a couple games. Like, it can't be like no villain that dies off fast. It has to be some new dude. I think that just. I'm sure the main guy is gonna be Odin. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like the main one out of all the Norse. I would say. Do so, you think that's the catalyst to bring on to the next set of games, though? Or do you see what I'm saying? So basically, the way how I'm looking at it, and granted, I could be completely off on this, but I always saw it as a thing where, because he's the god of war, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, it, it's going to be hard to kill him, but whoever kills him should be just like the god of war, but and a little bit more so, right? And mm-hmm. then I always thought it, it would be a thing where he dies, and then the sun is almost on some... I have the last few belongings of my dad. I'm going to go avenge him. I'm going to go save everybody, blah, blah, blah. But to me, that story only really works if the person who killed Kratos is allowed to, like, breathe for a little bit. Like, you can't just have it be a thing where Kratos gets killed or gets removed from the story or whatever, and then the son instantly goes after this guy, and then they fight, and then it's over. Like, it, it can't be that. Like, this shit got to breathe. <laughs> like, it, it definitely well, got to be, like, one of those a... situations where, like, it could be a final boss fight, and like you know, they're banging out both like near death kind of, and like it's a point where, like, maybe something happens to where, you know, maybe like Odin is about to kill the son of Atreus, and then like he comes in to save the day, but like gets killed in the process of killing him. You know what I'm saying? It could be something like that. And then the next God of War is like Atreus is just like roaming around in whatever you know mythology he wants next. I also feel like you could do it the the Last of Us way, um, Last of Us Part Two. Spoilers. I mean, it's been a while, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, oh my god, why am I forgetting his name? Manny, help me. Joel. Help me. Joel. Joel. Joel dies in the the first, like the prologue. Basically, we're gonna call it the prologue, and they they kind of set the stage for who the person, the group who kills them. um, and they give that some time to breathe through the course of the game until you get close to the end and things happen um mm-hmm. they they could they could do it that way you know like give give the antagonist uh their own moment in the prelude and then the, through the course of the game you build out that character through flashbacks or you know different interactions yeah. multiple battles um there's a, there's a couple different ways they could do it but i, I just wonder what's gonna happen because his son is loki you know what i'm saying like this is gonna be something where like I don't know, like, I just don't know. I don't they have know. a chance I, to I, really do something really cool with that story, like, going yeah. forward. You know what I mean? Because so far they've done a great job with it. But, like, if they really wanted to get people invested and really, really buy into the, the Sun character, <clears throat> well, I don't know his name. What's his name? Atreus? Uh, yeah. Atreus? Atreus. 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 Oh, yeah. Why would they name him Atreus? <laughs> no, his name's Atreus, but his, like, his also other name is Loki. Oh. Cool. oh, pause. I'm confused. Hold on. 
So Kratos' if son I, is named Loki, or Odin's son is named Loki? Because that's how I understood it. Well, like in the end of the game, you find out that his son's name is Loki. Atreus' like, name is Loki. Yeah. I don't remember. So that. is is it <laughs> is it? it? Um, Close, I, I, in I the end, play. in the end of uh, God of War, they go to you know the tie-in tower to like you know I think what throw his mom's ashes, and. During that process, there's like a bunch of like letterings on the wall, and then you see like, what is it called? Like he reads one of them, and it like points out to his son being Loki. I'm going back to play that game today. <laughs> so is is, is Kratos today. like a step daddy? Is he is he? I don't. I mean, you know, well, technically is... Loki Loki's son isn't. Um, sorry, Odin isn't really Loki's son. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So, See, this is the good shit. Yeah. <laughs> good shit. This, this is what I'm talking about. This is what we need right here. Right here. <laughs> Make it good. Give me the narrative. Make me get behind the, the sun in a way where it's like, yo, go get your revenge, yo. Go take their heads off for your boy. And I tell you what makes it even sweeter. If whoever kills Kratos takes his blades and wields them the whole time until you get the final fight. Man. Them's my dad's blades. He had them blades like five games, bro. You disrespectful, bro. Like, nah, bro. But I, his I son do got the daggers, yo. He got the Loki daggers. Oh. Nah, nah, I don't. Nah, I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. The same Johns my man Kratos done had since God of War One. Chaos too. Yeah, them Johns. Yeah, the iconic weapons that he's always used. Bro, like when they Chains. brought that back in God of mm. War. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I feel like if they took that, if they modernized that, that could be wild. But the the axe mechanic and how it can come back to you it was always like a Thor thing. And it's interesting that they're finally like getting there with this game. But you know, the chains, they're the the the, the blade blade chains. I don't know what the I forget what the I, the I, I think I think I think it's sign of chaos. So it's either chains of chaos or blades of chaos. Right. But yeah. Yeah, like when they brought it back, last God of War gamer, I, I thought it was pretty solid what they did. Like it didn't like have like all the other features that like it did in the sense where it's like you had like what is it called the blades could well at least in God of War Sunshine it was like you could use it like Hades power with it and like Poseidon's power and all that kind of stuff. So, but I want that in this like era. Of God of War, you know, like yeah. the way, like the over the shoulder thing, and like the I want. Oof. They had it last I, game. Manny, I gotta go replay the game. I forget. I've forgotten almost everything about this now. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> I remember, like, you were like I, chilling with Athena, and then Athena, like, guides you to where, like, the Blades of Chaos were, and then you just. Grab but I don't remember playing with them. I remember what you just said. I don't remember playing with them. I gotta go back and play this game, bro. Fuck. Okay. It's That's been a minute. I, it because <laughs> I knew I was gonna go back and play it anyways because the new one was coming out and I definitely needed to like catch myself back up. But now you got me fucked up. I gotta replay this shit. I beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> I beat the game because oh, I was I, I was game sharing with Adam at the time. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. That was the only reason I had my PS4 at the time. I beat it, and then I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Then I got rid of it, and then Spider Man came out, and I got another one for Spider Man, and then I got rid of it again. So, 
This is probably the longest I've had a PlayStation, but it's it's a PS5, so obviously you know, I can't I can't just try to get rid of it so quickly. Oh, all right, but yeah, I mean that's enough for God of War. Um, you know, we'll see what becomes of it on November 9th. But we did have another story this week that we wanted to talk about real quick, and that is the return of E3. Uh, so the ESA officially announced that they are returning, supposedly. I mean, they've said that before, but they gave a little bit more information now. So they're partnering with the company that's responsible for PAX and also the Star Wars celebration, uh, Read Pop. And um, they're going to be working together to redefine E3 and, uh, you know, create a brand new experience words that we've probably heard before and probably may have been true if it wasn't for um, the pandemic. But I know, I I know we've talked about on the podcast before that E3 is dead. It's probably not coming back, but I know we did also talk about the idea that based off of how this U3 looked, it was probably the best time for the ESA to take a little break, take a little, little break. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm still skeptical, but the idea of the people who run PAX and the Star Wars Celebration has me slightly more optimistic because PAX, I mean, PAX has been going strong even through the pandemic. You know, they've they've um, come out with good stuff and they're more they're more public facing. Like PAX has always been a great public facing event um, to, you know, get together, network with people, um, see creators, you know. So so if E3 pivots in that direction even harder, uh, I think that could be a good thing. I know that some media outlets don't necessarily love that idea because they want the exclusivity of being able to touch games. And I, that part probably won't change. I'm, uh, you know, the year that I went to E3, um, the first day was exclusively for media people and like media people had their specific times to play certain games. So I'm, I'd imagine some of that stuff may stay the same and media gets access to behind closed doors, um, demos and whatnot. Like I remember when cyberpunk was out there, the only way people could see it was behind closed doors. So I'm sure that stuff won't go away, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Um, I want to get each of your takes on this. Chris, I know you've been the most vocal about wanting to go to E3 and, you know, see it come back. So what do you say? Um, it, This kind of maybe somewhat alleviates a little bit of the pain that was felt. Um, Every day I wake up and uh, I, I brush my teeth. I take my morning poo and I think about, damn, we didn't go to E3. Damn. <laughs> Nah, that shit had me fucked up, bro. Like, we were so ready. So all I can say about this is I am wishing them the best. And as soon as they announce that it's definitely, absolutely, officially happening, yeah, my ass is still trying to go. Um, Definitely. Like, as soon as they announce that shit, ticket, let's do this. Let's go. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I've been dying to do something like this, man. And I've been dying for opportunities to network and... And and really be able to talk to people in person about what we do and all that stuff. And I, you know, this is this is one of them things that can help you get, you know do that. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think we've had an E3 since these new consoles have come out, right? Like we since, but not at all. I don't. Think. Uh, we had we had one last year, but not like you're right. Not like in person like, traditional. Like in person, yeah, yeah right, yeah. yeah. So, like, I think that's exciting if it happens. Um, I do agree with you also on PAX, also, all, like, doing good stuff every time I hear about them. Um, I do expect them to kind of, if it does happen, to, like, tweak a lot of things. Because I don't know if you guys saw that anime convention that they had a couple weeks back, but it was wild. And it had got to the point where 
they literally were just telling folks you can't come in no more like nah, yeah. we're not taking no more people in here like that's not happening um so i think they're gonna take some measures to make sure shit like that doesn't happen and you know other things but i'm i'm just happy we're supposedly getting something back in some form i miss this stuff um not saying that the summer has been bad without e3 either though because the digital showcases are decent they're definitely decent but i don't know man i just wanted to be able to go out and do it i think everybody who's a gamer should experience this at least once in the same vein as like i think anybody who likes entertainment in general should probably go experience a comic-con at least once you know you gotta at least go do this stuff man and, uh, and and get out there and meet your peers and see what happens this would be a perfect spot for like i'm telling you if we get them t-shirts that we've been talking about and then we go to places like this so many people are gonna ask oh what's that oh what's that oh what's that oh what's that oh and it's just good stuff man it's good stuff um yeah i'm not gonna come at this with any kind of negativity i'm also not gonna try to get myself too high on it because just like they made the announcement it's very quick for them to just be able to take it away and i'm not gonna say and act like covid's gone because it's not you know it's still very much still out there so mm-hmm. um yeah no i feel good about it i'm happy please don't take it back <laughs> <laughs> uh so so manny in the interest of time i'm actually going to ask you a different question that we can you know dive into real quick so we saw summer games fest happen this year um you know, Summer Games Fest Live left some things to be desired, but the, the influencers and the people who got a chance to go to the actual in-person stuff really liked what they saw. You know, they loved being able to play, like, um, Cuphead and Street Fighter and all that other stuff, right? It looks like, based off of what Jeff Keighley's saying, he's going to expand that and do more, right? So we're literally going to get a uh, Summer Games Fest and an E3 going head-to-head I'm assuming it's not going to happen at the same time. Maybe it will. You know, I guess it might be beneficial for Jeff to have it go at the same time um, to have everybody, you know, there. Like, even if it's like a week before or a week after or something along those lines. What do you think about that? What do you think is going to be the dominant one? You know, like, like obviously E3 has the name recognition, but at the same time, Jeff Keighley has the connection. So, like, how do you think that's going to go? I'll say it all honestly depends on what will be you know, announced around that time period. Like, for example, this year, Microsoft was, like, the only showcase, really, that popped off, like, that did their thing besides the Summer Games Fest. And it's like, you know, you go to E3, and the only thing you're playing is, like, you know, like a demo Starfield or whatever, and it's not, you're not really getting that full E3 experience. So it all depends on who's there and willing to do a showcase for that E3 week. Because, you know, like you said, Jeff Keighley, already, he, he, he's good with his connects. He can do, you know, pull some moves uh, if he has to, do, you know, like you said, come out with, like, exclusive demos like the Street Fighter and Cuphead and so on. So, um, yeah, like I said, it just all depends on the vendors who come and who's willing to, you know, put demos where and what. And, you know, if, like, Jeff Keighley comes out with exclusive demos for Ubisoft, or, like, if, you know, E3 gets exclusive demos from, you know, Square Enix and stuff like that. So it just all depends on who's there and who's willing to uh, give out the demos. Because I know, like, a lot of vendors are, like, at least this year have, like, not had a showcase yet around this time. So Yeah. I think I think this year, the problem with this year is people just didn't have anything to show. 
And I think yeah. that the ESA might have known that and took it as an opportunity to kind of take a step back with E3. They didn't really, you know, it didn't make sense to do a digital show because they, they weren't going to have the hitters they wanted to have. You know, obviously you couldn't do the physical show because there was concerns about COVID. And also they didn't have the things that they really wanted to have. So I think it made sense for them to take a step back. You know, obviously we don't know the future, but we definitely seem to be in a place where we're more um, adjusted to COVID. You know, so we, we, we know how to maneuver around it. And obviously you have things like that anime um, con that happened. You have uh, Comic-Con that's supposed to be taking place either next week or the week after or something along those lines. Um, you had uh, the Star Wars celebration that took place. So like thing, things like this have been going on. They're happening and they seem to be happening at a high level of success. So I think I can definitely see E3. Or and or this summer games fest, you know, being expanded to some the public more, and um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely very curious to see what that's all going to look like. And you know, it's something we can we're probably going to get more information about within you know within the next couple months, if anything. I, I'm sure there's going to be some some talk around it. So definitely something that we'll revisit for sure. Uh, but we're running low on time, so I think we're going to end it here. Um, but uh, guys, again, if you guys are listening or watching, thank you. For supporting us um you know if you're if you're on the the audio podcast make sure to check us out on youtube if you're on youtube make sure to check us out on the audio podcast stuff you know just uh, appreciate any support that you guys can offer and also make sure to check us out on our social medias um at xpac pod on twitter and on instagram and then also search us up on tiktok at expand tiktok tiktok <laughs> at expansion pack podcast thank you guys again for watching and listening uh and we'll check you guys out next week Peace. Oh, yeah.